welcome to Cinemaholics. This past week, we've seen a lot of high-profile releases hitting theaters, but, you know, we want to take some time today to discuss a bit of a stealth comedy that recently landed on Hulu and I think is definitely worth talking about. I'm John Agroni, your usual host on the main show, and for this bonus Cinemaholics review, I am joined by two wonderful guests. First, we've had the privilege of hearing her thoughts a few times on this show since we started, so it's great to have her back. She's currently a film critic for Screen Rant, and her bylines include Inverse, Pajiba, and plenty more. Welcome back to Cinemaholics, May Abdulbaki. Hey, John, how's it going? It's going okay. I'm in a good mood because I just watched a good movie, but we'll get to that. Also joining us, she is an incredible freelance film critic and member of the Native American Journalists Association. Her bylines include RogerEbert.com, Slate, Film School Rejects, and plenty more. Welcome to Cinemaholics for the first time, Shay Vassar. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited you're here. I'm really excited to hear both of you talk about this movie. Gonna set it up real quick because like I said before, it, it kind of snuck up on, I know me and a few other people kind of heard about it coming out, saw that it had good reviews, but it, I don't know if I felt like it got a little bit buried, which is sad to see, but what is this movie about? The synopsis is after a regrettable first sexual encounter, a straight-laced high school student played by Kuhu Verma and her slacker best friend played by Victoria Morales have 24 hours to hunt down a plan B pill in America's heartland. And that's South Dakota to be specific. Like I mentioned before, those are the co-stars, but the cast also includes Michael Provost, Mihala Harrell, Jolly Abram, Mason Cook. And this movie was actually directed by Natalie Morales. And I know I know I saw her other film from earlier this year, which premiered at Sundance. I think it was Sundance. It was either Sundance or South by. I can't remember. Uh, but Language Lessons. So here is uh, another film from Morales as director. It was written by Prathis Ravanasan and Joshua Levy. Excited to talk about this one. But starting with you, May Abdabaki, what did you think of Plan B? Did you like it? I loved this film so much. I think it's one of probably my favorites of the year so far. There's kind of been a lot of uh, bummers underwhelming things that have come out and I was really I wasn't so much surprised by this because I had also seen language lessons and I was really excited to hear that Natalie Morales was directing a second film and I thought she did such a tremendous job uh, like with the screenplay it's so it was so heartwarming I think it's really hard to balance comedy with something so serious like you know women's rights over what they should be doing with their bodies and I think that this movie does that really, really well in kind of having that commentary. It kind of sneaks up on you in its um, scathingness, I guess. And having like belly laughs, like I chuckled my whole way, the whole way through the movie. It was just so genuinely funny. And I haven't laughed like that at a film in quite some time. So I greatly enjoyed it and think that it really hit all the right chords to make it a memorable funny, heartwarming watch that actually has a two women of color in the lead roles, which you don't see very often in films like these, or if at all. Um, So that was really exciting as well. And I think that they really hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I'll, I'll get this out of the way. I have to say that I definitely was chuckling throughout the entirety of this movie and posting screenshots and everything. I, I couldn't get enough of it myself. Shay Vassar, what did, what did you think of Plan B? Are you also a fan? Yeah, I was also a very big fan of this film. As May mentioned, I've been somewhat disappointed with just the new releases that I've had, um, the privilege of seeing so far. And I think that this was a really nice break from a lot of the serious storylines that we have 
been seeing be released. Uh, don't get me wrong, there is a time for talking about the serious issues, but this one, you know, it Plan B really tackles a serious issue, but it's relatable. And the entire time I felt like I was hanging out with friends and that was just such a a nice feeling, especially after the last year where, you know, we're just now reuniting with friends um, slowly but surely. I mean, it's always nice when you can have that in your home. And, you know, there's something cathartic, too, when you're joking about something as serious as, as again, like May said, like the, what someone's right to their own body is. And then this idea of underage and expectations and friendships and just all of these, these things mixed together, um, and topped with some really nice humor. It was just a really nice experience. I was so surprised by how sharp the joke writing was. And then also surprised by the fact that a movie this funny also had a very strong, confident message. Like it didn't backtrack. It didn't kind of do the thing that I was a little disappointed to see in Unpregnant, which deals with similar subject matter where I really liked that movie, but I think that it kind of pulled the reins a little bit on its messaging and it, I didn't think it balanced the jokes with the actual like emotional heartfelt message as well as this one does. I think this movie definitely nails it. And I'm a little, I'm a little sad that it's not getting uh, as much attention as something like Booksmart. I know people have been comparing it to having like Booksmart energy, but also with that movie, I, I don't know. I feel like I got a lot more out of this movie, a lot of more quotable lines and uh, very good needle drops. And I, I liked all of these characters, not doing a, a comparison for the sake of it, but yeah, th this, this movie definitely surprised me in a lot of good ways. We've kind of mentioned the two leads here, but kind of digging into that more, you know, that as may you kind of mentioned like it was interesting to see the the setup of the, these two characters they're they're women of color and they're they're navigating i think like what feels more like a modern high school experience i know like i'm not gen z so like sometimes i watch these things and i don't feel like i totally like connect and and vibe with like what the i guess the the kids are going through if i can say that uh, but yeah how do you think this movie sort of presented like what that generation is going through and maybe like how that is relevant to people who are more like in the millennial age group. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak to Gen Z either because I'm I'm millennial, but um, and I felt feel like I just came into life a lot later in terms of certain experiences. But <laughs> but uh, in terms of this movie, it was I think it tackled issues like I just love how awkward it is. It tackles teenage awkwardness. Also, like we mentioned before, you know, the expectations of parents on these kids as well and I guess the expectation of having to have these experience certain experiences by like the time you graduate or anything like that and feeling in a way desperate to have them because everyone else is doing it or um, so much so many layers there and in terms of the character specifically I really like the fact that because they are two women of color, one is of South Asian de descent and uh, Latinx, um, having those familial relationships, I think that's really important to see how that plays out. It's not necessarily like the focus, but I think that it really speaks to, I know it spoke to me personally because I also grew up, um, I grew up in a, an Arab family. So it was really great to see that dynamic with the parents because parents play such a large role um, in teens lives and I think that was really relatable to me personally and I'm sure so many others um, so yeah I, I think that these are relevant to the times in terms of 
what teens might be going through and have gone through in every decade and as well as you know continuing to talk about women's issues and how important that is and doing it in a way that isn't you know hitting us over the head with it but also saying something important to the youth you know yeah uh, i actually in the same way i was really really impressed by how it ends up bringing in some you know lgbtq plus issues that i wasn't expecting and it, and that just shows that like everything is, is there and it's more authentic instead of baiting for a certain audience by having again this authenticity with these two main um, actors who did a wonderful job. Like I truly believe that they were friends. Sometimes we don't always get that chemistry in these kind of films. It might feel a little forced, but so even from that down to to the you know some of the elements that appear later, like you know it just felt really natural and at the same time unnatural, right? Because what part of being a teenager, um, again, I'm also a millennial, so maybe I don't know fully what Gen Zers are going through at this moment, but what part of being a teenager is completely natural, right? So capturing that awkwardness sometimes can feel forced. And this film did a really good job at just flowing. And I that is always so impressive to me because we, as adults, I think sometimes forget what that mindset is like. And because a lot of the films that come from this genre of, you know, I know some people are calling this a road trip film. Some people are calling it a coming of age. But anything to do with teenagers are usually written by adults. So sometimes we can feel that that disconnect because we're no longer in that that mindset, that age. So this one actually felt like if I was, you know, 15, 16, 17 again, this is exactly the kind of experience that I would have if my friend had had a sexual encounter that she didn't want to possibly live with her the rest of her life. So I I loved that element. Yeah, it's kind of weird to think too for me. Like I'm much closer to Natalie Morales in age than I am the the teenagers depicted in this movie. So yeah, I kind of felt almost like a fly on the wall generationally. Of, but at the same time, what I like about teen comedies, like I, I like watching teen comedies, and, and you know even ones that I don't connect with like very specifically, I do like though when I do recognize things that I have in common with them, like My Hero Academia obsession. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know stuff like that, and also you know you kind of touched on it, Shay, but just like that awkward humor, you know that that feeling of like with your best friends and like the jokes you make, and yeah, yeah I think the thing. I probably like the most about the comedy actually to go back to that too is just how creative it is like there's a whole scene in this movie i won't give away the the, the whole deal with it but it just involves christian rap that had me in stitches i mean it was just something like i feel like i've never really seen before but it like spoke so much to the authenticity of like just two people on a road trip having a really fun time and just kind of being themselves and that's really what this movie is to me it's like it's very sweet in that respect and i also want to mention too like the fact that this is definitely not kind of like fast times at ridgemont high where it just feels like the adults don't even exist 
which I also appreciate. And maybe you kind of brought that up. I just like that that was brought into it, that it wasn't like an afterthought. It was actually part of the story. And we know the expectations that these women have uh, that they feel coming from their parents and how they can reckon with that. I think it all just really works. So I'm definitely a huge fan. So yeah, um, we usually give grades here at Cinemaholics. I'll give mine. It's totally optional, but my grade for this movie, I'm a really strong B+. I think that it's it's really worth checking out an easy recommendation if you like teen comedies and including like Booksmart. I think this is a no-brainer if you liked that movie. It definitely is its own thing. It's not the same movie as Booksmart or anything like that, but I do think that it is in the same kind of, in like the spirit of that movie of that really well-written comedy, something that feels kind of like a generational anthem. And yeah, that B plus for me. Uh, what about you, May? I would also give it a solid B plus, uh, probably like an A minus. I just loved it so much. And I gave it a four out of five in my initial review. But, you know, the more I think about it and even talking about it with you both just makes me love it even more. And I think it really holds up upon rewatch. And, you know, these characters are so great and they feel so authentic and the material is fantastic. So, yeah, a solid A minus for sure. Yeah, I have a feeling I'll be rewatching it myself plenty, plenty of times. <laughs> All right. What about you, Shay? I also was going to say A minus. Um, I, you know, of course, I. It's it is hard, I think, to make a perfect comedy film, and I'm not even sure what kind of comedy film I would give, like an A plus, a hundred percent. But this one really tiptoes close to that. You know, it's it's enjoyable. And again, I just, anything that has to deal with kind of a dark situation, a reality of our times, and is able to address it correctly with humor, it's, that's my ultimate goal with cinema, with art, any of that. I think it's just a beautiful gift that not all people can do and, and appreciate. So this idea that they are going on a journey, a much harder journey than it probably should be to get a plan B pill is just, it's a great concept and it's really executed so well. Couldn't agree more. Well, if you want to check out Plan B for yourself and see if you like it as much as we do, or even more, it is available to watch right now on Hulu. I don't think there's any way to see it in theaters. I wish that was the case. I would love to see this on the big screen. And I think this is technically the directorial debut by Moros. It's hard to say between the festival releases, everything like that. But if you do have a chance to also see Language Lessons, her other film, which is also very good, I believe that should be hitting a release sometime this year, I hope, but I don't have the firm details on that but we'll let you know on this show when we know all right before we go may abdobaki is there anything you want to plug for us before you head out anything people can check out if they want to learn more about your work or see what you're up to oh yeah absolutely i usually post um some of my work to twitter um, my handle is m-a-e-a-b-d-u and all of my work can be found at screen rant i also uh, co-host a podcast called the middle geeks where we discuss um, middle eastern media whether it's here overseas and talk about you know, Mina peoples in media in general, and also uh, co-host a podcast called Lays with Gumption, where we discuss all things DC TV. Um, so if you are into any of those things, please feel free to check us out. Sounds great. And what about you, Shay? So all of my stuff can be found on my website, which is shayvasser.com. And I am on most social medias. And if I'm on them, you can find me at just Shay Vassar, S-H-E-A-V-A-S-S-A-R. All right. Thank you both so much for coming on. And thank you so much for listening. We'll be back later this week to talk about a an extra milestone film anniversary. So be sure to check that out as soon as it hits the feeds. 
Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.